Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Taking Back You Momcast. Hi guys, how you doing? It's your host, Danny Carter Iddens. I'm here with you this week and every other week. And this week, I'm so excited because we are celebrating the first week of Mom Business May 2020. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then girl, we got to get you caught up to speed. Mom Business May is a 30-day online event. It's completely free. It's on Facebook. It's a group that you can join and I help you start grow or thrive in your business. We start from the ground up. We build it up. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that we had a component on the podcast as well, where, you know, we're talking about building a business, but I wanted you to hear from moms that we're building businesses. So our very first guest that we have for Mom Business May, her name is Allison Farber, and she is from Affordable Career Consulting. That's a business that she built herself, you guys, from the ground up. And I want you to see that moms can do it. So she's going to talk us through her story. She's going to talk us through her life. And I'm so excited that you are here. At the end of this episode, there will be more information about how you can join Mom Business May. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Coming to you straight from Indianapolis, a.k.a. the Circle City, this is the Taking Back You Momcast. The Taking Back You Momcast is a witty, authentic, and sometimes sarcastic podcast for millennial mamas who are in the thick of mom life. And I'm your host, Danny Carter-Iddens, wife, millennial mama, motivational speaker, and motherhood advocate. I am here today with Allison Farber from Affordable Career Consulting, which is a business that provides quality guidance and coaching to the underserved workforce. And you guys, this is so exciting. Allison is our first guest guest on our Mom Business May 2020 series, which is running in conjunction with the 30-day FB event of the same name. So um, you can still actually join that event on Facebook if you want. I will put information for that in the notes. And today, Allison is going to talk to us about running a mom-owned business and how she got started. Allison is the mom of a very cute three-year-old son, and her husband and her, they actually live in Noblesville, which is not very far from where I live and we actually met last fall she is okay ready guys because this is like um I talked about this before with my family we have uh, my husband is one of 28 I believe first cousins so pretty much everybody that I know in my life is either um my husband's cousin or a friend of my husband's cousin (laughs) and so (laughs) (laughs) Allison falls under the latter category. She is a friend of my husband's cousin and um, his wife. And we ended up talking, we met at a beer tasting festival Mm -hmm. um, that they hold every single year at their house. And we hit it off right away. And we had said, I said like, Allison, I need to have you on my podcast. And of course, in true mom fashion, it takes us a minute, but we get it done. (laughs) We got it done. We, you know, we followed through. It just took us a minute because, you know, life. Um, and so here we are today. I'm so glad that you are our first episode of the podcast portion of Mom Business May. And she's also going to join us um, live in the Facebook group later this month. So um, that is, you know, be looking for her if you're a part of that group. Before we get started, I just want to ask you, how you doing? Um, I'm going to give you guys 100% uh, clarity right now. We are moms. So currently, I am recording in my closet. You know this. And Allison is recording in her vehicle, which is inside her garage. So... (laughs) 
<laughs> I just thought anywhere I to, where we're not disrupted. <laughs> exactly. And I just thought it was I like I needed to share this with everyone because this is like the most mom um situation that's ever transpired. Um, two moms trying to talk about starting businesses and we are relegated to the back of the closet and our car in the ground. She has a blanket on because it's freezing. <laughs> so it's like, and this is what we're doing. So how are you? <laughs> you know, I'm actually pretty cozy. I didn't know that I was uh, the first. So I'm hoping that I set the bar um, high for the rest of the folks. And I do want to say that I'm really happy that you're doing this. Uh, I think it's incredible what you're putting together this May for, for all the entrepreneurs out there. Yes. Thank you. I'm, you know, I'm really excited to do this. I, and like I said, um, in last week's episode, I had done something a little bit, um, similar, not similar at all. Let's be honest. It was like with the podcast. And I think I had like cute little workbooks that I gave as freebies. And, um, I did get good feedback from that. But then I had a lot of people that were just like, okay, well, those were great, but I don't even understand internet, you know? So I was like, ah, okay, let's back up. Um, and let me, you know, share some, some knowledge. And then I really wanted moms who, you know, had walked the same walk, um, and who experienced the same experience. I wanted them on the show because I thought, you know, okay, this is great in practice that, you know, I tell you, hey, this is what you need to do to build a business or this is what you need to do to start a business. But I mean, like, if you haven't heard from anybody else, you know, um, in, the, in a similar position as you, it's really hard to visualize where you can be uh, mm -hmm. in the future. It's, it's just hard because it's, it's not um, necessarily you know society is not necessarily set up to tell moms like yeah you can do this you know um and so i feel like the mo as many examples as i can get and put in front of our you know mom's faces of women who are parents you know they're they're moms um they are they have dreams and they have aspirations and they're getting it done um so i figure as many opportunities and as many examples as i can give the better. Um, so I, I thank you so much for being on and, uh, you know, just sharing your knowledge and, you know, for following up. Cause there's so many people where I'm like, oh yeah, I really would love you to be on the podcast. You're super cool. And then like, they just fall off the, the face of the planet and I never see them again. Um, so thank you for following up and being like, Hey, let's do this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, no problem. All those other moms are just in orbit and right. like they'll, cir they'll circle around in another six to 12 months. And exactly. <laughs> and that's, you know, I feel like that's mom life is, you know, and I feel like that's even with your friends, you know, you have your friends that they're your friends, but like everybody's momming and, and doing their thing. So yeah, I was like, I still love you, boo. I'll catch you. I'll catch you in the next rotation. <laughs> You know, um, but we all understand that we've got, you know, we've got things going on. So yep. what led you to start career coaching? Yeah. So, you know, actually, I think I have to go into the, the way back machine for that um, because I actually <laughs> have been doing <laughs> some career coaching for a really long time. So very early on in my working career, I have been a boss of other people and a manager. And that's carried with me from pretty much leaving high school all the way up until today. And one of the key components of being a, a, a boss, a manager, or at least a, a decent one, is that you wanna consult and, and uh, be a mentor for um, your direct reports. 
And so that's something that has always been a calling for me, something that I've always had a really good knack for. And as I've learned more about the working world and how to navigate it, I found some consistencies with entry-level people and people who maybe aren't necessarily uh, married to their career, because they're not passionate about it. And that is, is that they haven't really put a whole lot of thought into what it is they do outside of, you know, when they were children <laughs> or in college, you know, when you, it, it's almost like when um, you reach that certain age limit in your life, it's like, okay, yep, I, I found a job, check, check. I know what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm. And, (laughs) you know, as moms, I think we can both align to this, that that's often not the case. And the world changes us so much. It changes our interests. It changes, you know, what we prioritize in our lives, you know, what relationships are important to us, what skills we carry, what experiences we've had, that that also reflects itself in the world of work, which as a career consultant, uh, what I'm able to do is kind of help people along that path to realize that, hmm, maybe what I signed up for isn't really where my heart is now. Right. Or, you know, maybe I'm a little bit stuck and I need to get some advice to keep moving forward. Right. Um, and so I was doing that within mm-hmm. my actual, um, my, my, my background of more traditional work. Um, and then really kind of felt myself going through that phase as well where hmm, the things that I do, which at that point was uh, sales for a software company, the thing that I do isn't where my passion lies anymore, mm-hmm. it, at least not completely. What I really like doing is working with you know, my, my team of 14 people and putting them on career trajectories themselves and seeing them succeed and them grow. That's what really gives me happiness. And so with that, I changed over to becoming a, uh, a full-time career consultant. Well, that's really cool that, you know, um, and this is this is a theme that we have discussed before on the show, where I feel like there's a certain point in um, a lot of moms' lives where, you know, their kids get a certain age mm-hmm. and they maybe don't need, you know, obviously our children always need us, but um, they don't need as much hands-on time with you they might start preschool they might start pre-k or go off to kindergarten or something like that and so then you're kind of sitting there and you're like okay so I have you know and and I have a couple hours a couple times a week what am I gonna do um my my budget does not necessarily um you know is not necessarily sound enough to spend all that time at Target so I'm gonna have to figure out you know, something else to do with myself. So what did I like? What did I enjoy? What was I interested in either in my career when I was doing that? Or even if you had, you know, you were working, you you know, you have a career. I feel like sometimes we settle um, into a specific career because it works well with the schedule of whatever we're trying to do. Like, so we're momming. I don't want to rock the boat. This is good now. But then you realize, like, wait a minute, now I kind of have a little bit of freedom. And is what I'm doing actually, like, in line with what I want to do for, you know, when when I grow up? Cool. Yeah. 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 Or, um, you know, there's also the converse, which is what happened to me, which is, like, I I looked up. And you know that meme where the dog's sitting at the table drinking coffee? And, Mm -hmm. like, 
on fire around him. Yeah. That was my life. It's like, okay, everything's fine. It's cool. (laughs) Everything is fine. This is cool. But realistically, like, you know, I was spending no time with my family because I was commuting 40 minutes one way. Right. Uh, You know, I you know, was good at my job, but I didn't necessarily like the primary part of the role. Um, you know, I was away from my family a lot. My son had gotten kicked out of daycare because he was having aggressive issues. Yeah. Um, my, my husband struggles with mental illness. And so that was spiking up and up and up. Um, and so really the whole world was just kind of different. And it took a, it, it was a shock to the system where one day it just, you know, I kind of realized that like, whoa, hang on a minute. I'm not, while I'm okay at work, that's not holistically who I am. And it's also showing up in my work. Right. And so it was almost like this, this kind of lightning bolt of, hmm, I don't like my job fully and I'm sacrificing a lot to something that I'm not even enjoying. And the thing that kept me going there for so long was the feelings of, you know, security you know, being the breadwinner and and all of that type of stuff. And, you know, so, but at the same time, that's not the only part of a job that's important. And that's one thing that I preach a lot as a career coach and have experienced myself is that money is not the be all end all of your career. Mm -hmm. Like there's so much more being able to balance your family, being in a culture that supports you, being able to you know, ask questions without feeling dumb, being able to create a community that you like to go into every day. Those mm-hmm. are all things that are important. And when they stop serving you, it's time to kind of readdress what that success actually means for you as an individual and what that does as part of kind of the greater balance with your family. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I, I agree. And, and, you know, so basically you were looking to do what many moms who listen to the show are, you know, kind of hoping to do as well. And you were realizing like, okay, I'm trying to find a balance between motherhood and, you know, um, your kind of like employment, like I would guess that maybe like limitations almost, um, yeah. and try to figure out, okay, wait a minute, if I'm spending all my time here, this should yeah. at least be something that I like enjoy or I find rewarding or that fits in that is in line with my values Um, because to give up all that family time Mm -hmm. and to not really feel like you know your job is in alignment with your you know values in your life like that's a that's a that's a lose-lose on both sides you know you're getting nothing from that so you realize like okay um I have to regroup. And so I think that it's interesting that your chosen, you know, business was to basically help other people figure out the same thing. Um, (laughs) you know, and, um, by the time this episode airs, we will have talked about in the mom business may group, uh, figuring out, you know, who your ideal client is. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I'm going to talk about, so that I will talk about by the time this airs, people have already heard it. Um, but one of the things that I will talk about is you're figuring out who your ideal client is and mm-hmm. um, what it, kind of the thought process is that your ideal client is actually like you a few minutes ago. Uh, so yeah. you're coming to this with like the knowledge and now you're saying like, okay, I went through this. This is what happened mm-hmm. to me. And now I'm going to help other people like me in similar situations, you know, Mm -hmm. by telling them how I got through it 
um, you know, over it, through it, whatever. Um, so I think that's really important that you, you know, that, that this is part of your story that you shared that you're like, yeah, I, I literally was sitting there one day and I realized like, wait a minute, I'm giving up a lot on both sides and mm-hmm. that that's not going to work. It's not sustainable. Um, and the money, I mean, cool, that's money, but you can't, you can't buy time back mm-hmm. with your family and you can't buy time back in your career either. Um, so on both of those points, like, yeah, the money is great, but if your soul is not, you know, where it should be, mm-hmm. it'll start to eat you up. It doesn't matter what, um, what kind of com- monetary compensation you're yeah. getting. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of makes you, it, it kind of turns you into not your best self as well. Right. Right. Because right. that, that's always an underlying stressor, even if you, whether you give it recognition or not, it's right. always going to be something that is either your, every component of your life is either going to be building you up or tearing you down. Yeah. And so that was a bunch of patterns of things that were tearing me down. And as far as like, you know, the career opportunity, um, that I saw there, you know, you, you wouldn't hire a basketball coach who has never played. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. And so that's, that's where I really kind of came on with the, with the target audience of, you know, there's a lot of career consultants out there for executives. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of career consultants for, you know, teams and, you know, uh, very high level, high visibility professional things. And the sticker price on those is insanity. Right. Um, but where there's the lack of help, you know, outside of, you know, some blog posts here and there is really tactile help with people who are in these situations where they're, they're moms or they're entry level. Cause you know, I remember doing the same thing entering the workforce during the financial recession of uh, 2008. That's the (laughs) the joy of uh, people of our generation. Um, you know, we, the, the, the elder millennials, um, we, got the joy of entering the workforce right at the recession. Yes. And so that makes the idea of losing a job. I think we all carry that fear and that yes. badge of honor of, um, you know, I don't want to go back to that. And now that we yes. have these responsibilities of being mothers and fathers and, and you know, what have you, um, I can't put my family through that because I hardly survived in the first place. So you know, Allison, can you explain to me how you would like help someone uncover the blind spots that they have in their work life, uh, you know, kind of based on your own experiences for you that you that you went through? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so uh, the nice thing about developing a relationship uh, as a career consultant is that when you have people coming to you as clients, they usually have something, uh, a problem that needs resolution. Um, And often those problems are the symptom of the underlying cause. So some people will say, hey, you know what, I'm having, you know, a terrible relationship with one of my colleagues at work. Mm-hmm. So you start talking about that and you really just kind of start unpacking that box. Um, some other people might be like, you know, I need to find a new job. Okay. Where are you in your job hunt? What do you do? You know, what's the things that you like to do? Again, just unpacking the box and really getting to what is the core of that person's work what their interests are, a little bit of what their life looks like, you know, because there's always questions about the balance, you know, are they wanting to grow their career? Are they wanting to scale it back? Mm -hmm. Um, 
earn more money, uh, have more freedom, have more responsibility. Everybody's always wanting and growing and changing. Um, it's just bringing that to the surface, but really relying on those symptoms to uncover those other pieces. Okay. So basically you're making sure that, okay, you, you, you're doing this, but are you doing it for the right reasons? What can you, you know, is there something else that you would prefer to be doing or can you even do what you're doing now, but in kind of like with a different scope, almost kind of looking at it and being like, okay, how can we make this better for you so that you are, you know, kind of hitting all those markers that you have. Um, mm -hmm. I really, I really like that because I think for um, some of us, you know, we focus a lot on starting your own business or, you know, following your dreams, but sometimes like, honestly, you know, perhaps it's important to also look at the fact that, you know, okay, well, in your career, how can you make this better? How can you make this, some, you know, closer to something that aligns with your, um, you know, your values and, you know, stay in that job. If you're not ready to go off, you know, on the great <laughs> whatever, or if you are, okay, well, let's figure out, you know, what are those steps? So mm -hmm. let me ask you this. How difficult was it for you to decide to finally start your business? Very easy and very hard. Um, because uh, I took a break from work um, around January of this year and I'd already been dabbling as a freelancer. Um, so getting started on Fiverr and, and those types of mm -hmm. things, um, just to see if there's a, you know, an, an aptitude, a knack, and, you know, can I really start doing that? Um, turns out, yes. So yeah. I started building a client base pretty early. Um, and the consistent feedback that I got was, wow, I can't believe that I'm getting such quality off of this site, <laughs> you know? yeah. um, which is great to hear. Um, so in January, um, I exited my job because I knew that I needed to change for myself. And then I was on the path to uh, finding another job, different company, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And so during all of that time, it kind of gave me that, you know, moment of, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can actually make this a full-time business. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people here that need this help. Um, the writing's on the wall of what's going to happen with this industry. Um, and also despite you know, that idea of not having a job and that fear and everything else, everything else in my world had gotten better. Yeah. My son was behaving better. You know, I mentioned him getting kicked out of daycare. So my son was behaving better. My husband was having um, more success in uh, navigating his, his mental health issues. My stress was way down. My house was finally clean. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I, listen, I'm going to tell you. Which never happens. <laughs> I, say, I can't relate. We are, mm -hmm. we are not there in our lives. Um, yeah. Our house is actually probably dirtier now. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't even know how. Yeah. So after, you know, after doing this, you know, um, as a part-time thing, um, I, you know, I very recently moved into full-time and you know, even though it's only been a matter of months, it's actually turning into a sustainable business. And I yeah. feel like I'm actually uh, working from like backtracking a little bit from things that I needed to have done. Um, yes. You know, not that like at the beginning, like I just wrote a privacy policy uh, yeah. for my website, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, even though the website's been up for quite some time. And um, I, you know, actually uh, 
this morning I was importing all my contacts into my CRM and, uh, you know, trying to keep the operational stuff on there because I've just been slammed with actual sessions and clients and, and helping them, um, grow that, which is awesome. But also it's kind of like, Oh, (laughs) wait a minute. There's other parts of the business that need to happen too. Right. And that's, yeah, (laughs) that's definitely something that is important because, um, and you know, and, and that's, something that we're going to talk about in mom business may we're not going to go so much into you know like crms and all that um we are going to discuss them because you need to know what those are but Mm -hmm. i think you know with websites like privacy policies and stuff like that um you know i have on my website right now i have a privacy policy i have a here i actually have to look at my website i'm like what do i have i did all these things but that's the law that's the law student in me um Mm -hmm. I jumped on that, you know, right away. Cause I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I don't want to get sued. And so, <laughs> you know, that's the, but for a lot of people that is not intuitive. Um, mm-hmm. I have a website terms of use. I have a disclaimer, I have a privacy policy. So all of those things are, yeah, you're right. They're super important when you're starting this business. And I think what happens is it scares people away. Mm-hmm. They're like, Whoa, wait a minute. Hold, hold up, girl. I have to have a who I need to have a what, and I need yep. to when. Oh no, mm-hmm. I, uh, uh-uh, no, I'm yeah. out. And it's yeah. scary. But I think that if we have, you know, someone like you who can say like, okay, Hey, I was doing this and I was like, Oh snap, I got to do a privacy policy. Mm-hmm. So you already got started. You didn't have to wait until all the puzzle pieces were perfectly aligned before you, um, you know, got going. And I think mm-hmm. that's a common theme. I just did, um, I, d- I did a Q&A session last night on Zoom with a, a few people and, and one lady stayed on longer than everybody else. And we were talking and she was saying like, oh, Danny, I, I love what you're saying in, in, you know, in the mom business make group, but here's the deal. I can't, you know, I have to, uh, I have to finish my website and I, and I have to get, um, you know, everything loaded and how and looking how I want it before I can start my business. Nah. And I, and that girl, that's exactly <laughs> what I said. I was like, honey, the ratchet, the more ratchet, the better. I was like, mm-hmm. here's what you need. I'm gonna tell you what you really need. And I said, you need an email address and PayPal or Venmo. Mm-hmm. I was like, there you go. So yep. you need a way to communicate with your clients. Um, mm-hmm. And then you need a way to get paid and yep. everything else is fluffy. It falls in line. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fluffy and cute and you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But as long as you have a way to email these people and I said now you do virtual stuff so all right get yourself a few a free Zoom account. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yep. Cool. I was like you've spent exactly $0. You yeah. know, um and and I think that's what it is, you know, our mom side and and also I think it depends on your personality type. Mm-hmm. You know, uh you get stuck in the details. And so and, and, and it's very easy to do. I fell into that trap of, oh, oh my God. Okay. I have to have the most beautiful website ever before I could even tell anybody about this. Or I can, you know, um, I need to have this set up or I, oh wait, do I have, you know, my Calendly connected mm-hmm. to my, and it took me like another six months before you even started doing what right. you needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Before I even told yeah. anybody what's going on, you know? Yep. And I yep. had all these people that were like, you do that. I had no idea because I spend so much time, but my website looks real good, you know, but like, who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? Um, Yeah. Well, and, 
I guess the the thing is is that the thing that that who cares that is so intrinsic of how most women think because right. we we have this thing where it's like you know a lot of times it's like, oh, okay, well, if you fail, get back on the horse, right? right. For women, it's like, if you fail, well, That's just it. stay down. Don't ever ride the horse again, right? Yeah. Never, and also, ever. Oh my God. <laughs> never, ever. Don't yeah. try it again. <laughs> and that's one thing that I think all entrepreneurs have in common. And that's something that I, you know, from the grace of God, have the experience from working with um, some startups and things like that in my past is that failure will happen. Yeah. You are going to make mistakes. You're going to have hard lessons. It's how you learn. It's how you grow and you yeah. apply those. Yeah. And you can speak with other people who have that experience. Uh, there's a lot of people out there who are willing to help. Um, but when you're getting started, like focus on what you know. And even for me scaling my business, how I first started um, finding clients was, and I actually need to expand my offerings uh, back on the yeah, fiber and some of those other um, services um, for freelance work is I started giving mock interviews because that was the one thing that I was like, yes, I know exactly how to do this. I have been interviewing people for mm -hmm. 15 years, right. but I can't, as an interviewer, I've never been able to give them feedback, even though every single time I want to tell people like, nope, that's what you did wrong. That's Don't what you that. did wrong. <laughs> Don't yeah. say that. Right. Um, you know, and so I started with what I knew found some clients, then grew, right? Found mm -hmm. something else that I know how to do that's, you know, lateral to that, grew a little bit more. And then eventually there's a customer base, there's things clicking, all that type of stuff. And then it's like, okay, now I can really focus some of this attention into, all right, you know, I should probably think about having a blog, but I don't know anything about SEO, right? How right, do I get right. people to read my blog? Still trying to figure that out. And that's right. okay. And that's okay. Um, you know, too. And really what you did is, is again, what, what we're going to talk about is you, you built your brand, you mm -hmm. built your brand, you got people listening to Allison Farber. And then when you started to expand what you did, people were already on board because they were on board with you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, and personal branding is huge. Right. Yes. And that's what, you know, I think where a lot of us, we hide behind our logos Mm -hmm. And we hide behind the name of our business or whatever, yes. yeah. um, because there's so many people when, I mean, I just had a, I had another talk yesterday with someone who, um, she said to me, she was like, well, you know, why would anybody go to my website? And I said, <laughs> well, why would anybody listen to you when you tell them to, you know, do what you tell them to do? Mm -hmm. I said, because they like you, they trust mm -hmm. you. I said, yeah. So, you know, if you keep putting yourself out there and you give them valuable content and you build up this trust relationship, I said, you could start an underwater basket weaving club and I bet you million dollars there'll be people who join it because they'll be like, oh, she said it was cool and she hasn't, she hasn't steered me wrong yet. So home decor and holding my breath. Exactly. Sign me up. <laughs> right. That sounds amazing. Um, the underwater basket weaving uh, is my, it, when I taught dance, um, mm -hmm. that was our fake, uh, class. We always would mm -hmm. say like, wait, is this tap or is this underwater basket weaving? And it was always like a funny <laughs> joke for us. Cause we just thought the idea, uh, listen, there's nothing funnier with a bunch of middle schoolers and high schoolers than the idea of underwater basket weaving. Um, it's, it just, the, the hilarity knows no bounds. And mm -hmm. so that's always my example of like, listen, if, if people, like you enough and trust you enough, you can probably get them to even sign up for underwater basket weaving. Um, they'll do it. But you know, <laughs> one of the things you said is the, the failure uh, thing. Mm -hmm. We are so afraid of failure. 
And one of the things I taught my students was this saying um, that we always, 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 it was like a, it was kind of like a mantra and it was try, fail, revise, repeat. Mm -hmm. And that was um, something when people who listen to the show, they are probably sick of hearing that, but I want them to keep hearing it because it, Mm -hmm. it, it continues, it continues to be important to hear that. Yes, you're going to try something and it may go go like perfectly and lightning in a bottle and whoopity whoop nine times out of 10 though there's going to be something about it that wasn't exactly perfect how you wanted it to be so you're going to revise that it does and nowhere in that does it say quit mm-hmm. and even people at fortune 500 companies they miss the mark sometimes yep. um and they don't go oh well walmart's closed they go okay what do we do what didn't work what Mm -hmm. do we need to change all right let's start over and let's Mm -hmm. just keep doing this so um and that's something that i tell my students you know they would go to do a pirouette and they'd fall out of it so i go okay we tried it 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 didn't work you fail out you fell out of it what do you need to fix fix what's wrong what did you do wrong oh well i need to engage my core okay cool all right repeat let's go we know what we need to do and so now let's let's make let's make that change as um you know, the late Michael Jackson would say, make that change. (laughs) And so I think that's where we get scared. And it also, you know, social media builds that up too. that like, when you the the product that you see on social media is the final product, you don't Mm -hmm. see all the raticity that took place before that. Um, You know what I mean? And so we think like, (laughs) they just appeared one day, wonderful, perfect, and have everything figured out. That's yeah, you know, for every Instagram photo that you see of like this picture, perfect family, you don't see 20 where the kids are like choking each other right. and somebody's blinking and like your three chins are showing up. Right. Um, and let me tell you, to, mm-hmm. Instagram and the white, these people with like five children in their white living rooms with white clothes on their children. Oh. What is that? No, okay. I don't, I can't even. You know what I can't stand is like <laughs> a little bit of a rant, but I see these things in my Instagram feed and it's just like families that are dressing like their Sunday best out in the middle of the woods. And like, I, where are I you immediately going? like, what? There's no way. Like, who would put their kid in a suit and then go in real life? That's not real life. Right. I'm like, where are you going? <laughs> it looks like, nice, but right. you know. Like, where Where do you think you're going? Who's taking your picture? Who's following you into the woods to take your picture? Mm-hmm. Who has time to? And sometimes I see like the moms. They're like posed, and they've got on like a cute. And they're outfit. like against. Yeah, they're against the tree and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, where's the baby food on your shirt? That's you know, what I'm where's saying. where's the. <laughs> And I'm like, when did you have time to do your makeup and flat iron Mm -hmm. your hair? Like, I don't understand. We are not living the same mom experience. Yeah, no. And, and I I think that there's, there's two things here and that leads into um, the first thing that you mentioned. And there's an excellent Ted talk on YouTube. It's about the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the other barrier to becoming an entrepreneur or something like that. You know, you said, people are following your brand and you know what your business is. You start small, you figure out what it is that you can do. You don't have to do it better than everybody else, You, but you have to be good at it, right? right. And I think this certainly happened to me and I've seen other clients that this has happened with where it's, oh, but other people are going to think they're going to find out. They're going to find out that right. I, I'm making it up. And it's like, no, no, you you know your stuff. And if you don't know your stuff, you're going to learn. That's your responsibility. And as long as you do that, you're probably fine. Uh, The person who gave that TED Talk, actually, he's the uh, co-founder of um, 
what Atlantison, uh, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the big multinational helps put NASA's space shuttles software into space. That company. Um, and so I think that that imposter syndrome really follows us around, and I don't think it ever goes away. Right. And no, it it's doesn't. just it's just being able to come above that and say, you know what, I don't really care what other people think. I care mm. what I think. I care that I'm doing the best that I can. And as long as I'm giving the best that I can every day, that's enough for me. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that you had mentioned is, you know, when you come up through those times of failure, you know, when your Instagram posts look like garbage, right. um, you know, one of my old mentors, um, he had this wonderful phrase, phrase, excuse me, he had this wonderful phrase uh, that I'm going to steal because it's always stuck with me, you know, 10 years later, it's adapt and move forward. Mm-hmm. So you take those times of adversity, you take your lumps, you figure out what's not working, you make a new plan and you go. Exactly. And he actually, he got that because he, his background was, a, he was a triathlete, you know, did like multiple Ironmans and all that type of stuff. And he said, every race, something is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a cramp. Your bike train's going to go off. You know, uh, you're going to swim to the the wrong thing, the the wrong <laughs> marker in the water, and then you're going to turn around and add an extra. You know, yeah. it, it sounds not that far, but tenth of a mile onto your swim when you're doing a two mile swim. That's a lot. That is a and lot. Something's going to go wrong, and you just have to give yourself the ability to panic for five seconds, take a breath, make right. a new plan, move on. Right. And when these impacts could possibly be so big. I think that we get caught up in our head a lot of the what ifs, right? The what ifs, the oh no, the I failed, all that type of stuff. Whereas the positive energy um, is building that plan, making that new structure, taking those learnings and and fixing, right? Moms are really good at fixing and they're really good at stress management. But a lot of times they don't relate that to their jobs and to their goals outside of momhood. And I think that that's a huge miss because they don't think that those skills that they have as a mom are applicable to work. And they and, absolutely are. And, and that's why, you know, kind of lesson one of Mom Business May was about that, is literally mm-hmm. taking things that you know how to do and figure out like, hey, wait a minute, I run a budget for a family of five. That ain't easy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I meal plan for a family yep. of six, seven people. I'm the queen of conflict resolution. Exactly. Yeah. I have managed to keep my children from strangling each other during COVID. Um, (laughs) You know, and so that those are, those, those are skills. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are sitting at home, like, I'm going to kill all my children because all they do is fight with each other. And they would pay money to have someone tell them, Hey, I have excellent conflict resolution, you know, skills that you can use to help your children keep Mm -hmm. from strangling each other during COVID. Like people will pay money for that because they, you know, know that, Hey, this person is literally, she is hitting my pain point. She has said what I, I, yes. How, what, Mm -hmm. tell me the things, please tell me the things. I Um, have literally hired another mother to teach me how to get my son to take a nap. Yeah. And that's like, and people don't realize that's a skill. People literally don't realize that's a skill. Um, That is magic. (laughs) And people will, you know, people will listen to some of the craziest things that you, you take for granted that you know Mm -hmm. how to do because Mm -hmm. you think to yourself, well, I mean, like who doesn't know how to, you know, um, garden this girl over here, you give me a plant and I, 
I don't immediately kill it. Yep. Yeah, like it dies because mm-hmm. it knows me. Like it's like, are you Danny? <laughs> and it dies, you know, because it's just like, I'm going to take myself out before you you do, you know? So, I mean, like, yeah, I'd watch uh, something on somebody. Luckily, I happen to be married to a landscaper. So I haven't done any watching because I he he planted stuff earlier this week and and my response he was trying to tell me about it and I said, uh, yeah, just do it because I know you're gonna make it look nice. So I don't really mm. care, but <laughs> I know it's gonna look great. So I trust you, which is probably another thing too, the delegation and learning how to be okay with yes. not knowing something. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand how to plant and I don't understand gardening. You do, babe. So take it away and I trust you and I'm not going to stand over you and try to make you, you know, and tell me if you need help. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like, let me know if I can get a wheelbarrow going for you. That's about where I am and that's okay. Um, but yeah, there are so many people that would take what you do. Um, Mm -hmm. and they literally, and and a lot of times it's stuff that you honestly are like, for real, you don't know how to, okay, I guess I'll tell you. Um, Mm -hmm. I created yeah. a meal plan calendar on Excel and I brought it up one time. I was at a mops meeting and I was saying like, yeah, I, you know, at the beginning of every month, I just, I just start my meal planning. Mm-hmm. I do my meal planning calendar. I said, in that yep. way, it makes it easier to grocery shop because I only buy the things that we need according to the meal, you know, planner. I said, so then I, my budget is kind of, my food budget is tied into the meal planning. Cause I know like, okay, this is what we need. And I had a mom at my table go, oh my God, can you send me that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah. "Yeah." And she's like, I literally don't know how to do anything. And she goes, do you have recipes for what you cook? And I said, well, no, but I mean, I can throw some together for you. And she's Mm -hmm. like, can you, can you give me your meal plan and and all your recipes? Yeah. And I literally looked at her like she, I mean, she could have fallen from space the way I looked at her. Cause I was like, what are you talking about lady? I was just literally telling y'all about like day in the life of Danny. And so I sent them to her and then I thought to myself, well, poop, there's probably a ton of other people who would love this. And so my husband and I, we just revisited that last night. He was like, Hey, did you ever get your meal planning and recipe, like, you know, recipe book together yet? And I'm like, hold on, mom, business man, give me a minute. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, yep. it never even occurred to me that somebody I know my exactly. like, yeah. meal plan, my Excel meal planning sheet that you can change for mm-hmm. every month, you know? And I was like, well, really, you could probably fix your whole year, you yeah. know? Because I'm like, yeah. and I'm thinking, I'm like, huh, you actually want me to tell you that? Like, like what? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what it is. We need to realize as moms that we have so many skills. Um, yeah that are, you know, that can equate, um, you know, into, into a business or into something. So you were two steps away from monetizing that. And yes, I, uh, (laughs) at one of my former workplaces, I always had employees comment on my leftovers and how good they looked and things. Cause you know, they were young and don't know how to cook. Right. And so I actually started cooking extra and selling my leftovers for $5 and just telling them what I was cooking for dinner that week. And I'd had people sign up and I would just, you know, make an extra hundred dollars a week or so on the things I was already doing. Yeah. Um, And that's what it is. Yeah. And um, so finding those skills, I think is a huge barrier for you know, moms who are considering entrepreneurship. Um, But there are ways to kind of mitigate those risks by 
trying it as a side hustle first. Mm -hmm. So let's call a side hustle what it actually is. It's a second job. You know, you have to allocate time for it. And, but there's a whole other podcast. Sorry. Am I allowed to plug another podcast? Yeah. Yeah. You can. Other podcast. (laughs) Um, It's called Side Hustle School and it's been around for a long time. And it's just people's stories of how they've created businesses and things like that, doing skills, finding niches out there that they realize that they could do. And I highly recommend if people are trying to figure out like, yes, mm-hmm. I know I want to start a business. Like girls, I got you. That's been me for years. Uh, I, I know I want to start a business. I know I want to do this for myself, but I, I can't do anything. Right. Well, you probably need to limit your scope a little bit and think about the different components of your life. Like lay out what you do at your job, right? Mm -hmm. Lay out what you do for your kids, lay out what your hobbies are. Maybe even stuff that you haven't done in a while, like, you know, uh, extracurriculars that you did in high school and college, um, athletics, whatever it is. You have so much skill aptitude and things that you can apply to work. But I think that when we think of ourselves, we put ourselves into these buckets, right? And we never really take the time to take apart the, oh, you know what? I am actually really good at that. Unless it's like a creative hobby. Like if you know that you're really good at drawing, okay. But then imposter syndrome comes in of who's going to actually pay me money for my artwork? It's not that great. They will. Right. I, have a, I have two pictures of my sister-in-law. She does it for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two pictures that she painted in my house right now. We didn't have to pay because, you know, sister-in-law. But yep. um, I told her a hundred times, you really need to start like getting people to pay mm. for because they're beautiful. Yep. Yep. Um, and she's like, oh, it's just something I do for y'all, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's cool, but you should get paid for it. <laughs> yep. You know, my mom right now, uh, bless her heart, it's her way of giving back, but she's sewing face masks. Yeah. And she, they're beautiful. They are, they're, they're practical, they're beautiful, they're washable, all that other stuff. And I was like, mom, if this wasn't your way of giving back to the community, this could be a way that you could make some money. And, and mm-hmm. she might need to start switching over to that. Cause I think we're going to be wearing face masks for a minute. For so. a long time. Yeah, yeah. You might as well just start making designer face masks. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. going to start matching them with like my shoes and my purse. I, I mean, <laughs> like how, like literally send her, send her my name. Cause I, mm-hmm. I've already had that thought like, okay, I'm going to have to just like face mask, but make it fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I literally, I will buy face masks that go with my outfits. Cause that's, I'm that mm-hmm. extra. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and artwork and things like that. And it's, uh, you know, it's the underselling of your own skills and the feeling like you're going to be a fraud if you try to monetize those things that really inhibit a lot of people mm-hmm. um, from pursuing their dreams or from really giving themselves a fair shot yeah. uh, in, in whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah. So it's really nice from my end of things to be able to help people unlock that and yeah. give them the inspiration and, and have them kind of work on that and work through it. But it's also really nice to be able to hear other people's stories like yours, where it's like, oh, hey, yeah, we have the same, same experience. This is, we're not alone here right. in these feelings. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing that, um, you know, that's the reason why I started taking back you was because I, had so many feelings that I was on my own that I thought like I was the only person that was feeling this way um and then when I started talking to other moms I realized oh wait a minute 
this is deeper than just like, you know, um, oh, I feel, I feel isolated or I feel, you know, guilty because there's something that I want to do outside of being a mom. You know, there was a lot of, a lot, I was getting that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when I would always say, well, like, let's, let's do something about it. That's when I was met with, oh, I couldn't possibly. Oh, I can't. Yes. It feels like a betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a betrayal because, uh, and we've talked about this now uh, offline and everything else, but you know, you're, you're, you, as soon as you become a mom or sometimes even beforehand, you're conditioned from a very early age to Mm -hmm. be a mom, to be a provider, to be the domestic caretaker. And so when those responsibilities come on, uh, it's really hard to let that go. Yeah. One, because you identify a little bit yourself that way, but even if you don't necessarily have that strong of an identification to it, other people put you into that mold. Yeah. Um, I told my mother-in-law the other day that I don't think that she can name the last company I worked for or my current one or what I that's did. That's not what you really do. Because remember, I am, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am the baby maker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, that's, that is who I am in, in, in a whole. And when you're kind of forced into those corners, um, it's, it's really hard to take back, you know, using your podcast to take back yourself and say, mm-hmm. no, being a mom is a very important part of my life. Right. It's, it's probably one of the most important part of my life, but it's not the entire thing. Right. And a lot of women, especially a lot of working moms, that gets so far out of balance that they don't do either well because yeah. they feel guilty for being at work and being a provider and having something for themselves. But also they're not being present at home because they feel like they have to shut off the mom part of themselves while they're at work. And so, you know, work-life balance, there's this kind of fallacy of the, you did a podcast on this one. It was excellent of the fallacy of uh, being a woman who has it all. Mm -hmm. Um, That doesn't exist. No. Because if you try to have it all, you're going to have nothing. That's just it. So you need to be able to have everything within reason and understand that when you put your effort into one thing, something else is going to, by nature, be less. And, you know, sometimes that is starting a business. Then you're going to have to ask your partner or your tribe or something like that to help step up to take care of the kids, especially if they're young. And that's okay. That's totally okay because it's giving you the mental balance that you need as a woman, as a mother, as a provider to make the time that you do spend with your kid makes you present there and makes you a complete person for them. Yeah. And, and, and I think that that's, yeah, good. No, no, you're right. I mean, like I'm, I'm with you like a hundred thousand percent. Yeah. It's, you know, and, and I think too, and this is something that I speak to a lot of my groups about when I go, when I go speak to groups, which side story, I think this is really funny. My mother-in-law just found out I was a motivational speaker. <laughs> I've been doing it for like two years. She saw one of my uh, flyers that I hand out. Um, and she's like, oh, you speak, you speak to moms? Was she like getting her nails done or something and saw you on a bulletin board? No, because she that's saw amazing. It, she saw it literally on my kitchen table. Like she was over. <laughs> and she okay. saw it because I had just like printed out a bunch more. And she's like, oh, you, you speak to moms? Like you're a motivational speaker? <laughs> And I was like, and like literally our whole family was over. So they all just looked at her like, is she kidding? Like she was dead serious, Mm -hmm. dead serious. Yep. And so, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, in her brain, I'm Alex's, I'm Alex's mom and I'm Jim's wife Mm -hmm. and, oh, you do other things. Yeah. 
oh, how, oh, oh, I had no idea. And like, he's never asked me or anything like that. And that's not even like, it's not even like a a dig against her. It's Mm -hmm. just the difference in. In how you're viewed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's other people don't like, don't normally look at other, uh, other individuals outside of kind of that box. Right. And as soon as you become a mox, a mox. (laughs) with socks and rocks and box. <laughs> um, but as soon as you become a mom, you get put into the mom box, right? Yeah. And the mom box is kind of a toxic place to be anyway, because you're always compared to other moms, right? Mm-hmm. And you can never do anything right in the mom box. And so, you know, it's, uh, if you're a working mom, well, don't you wish that you stayed home more with them? If you're a stay at home mom, oh, well, you know, isn't it taking away from your career and your ambitions? If you breastfeed, oh, you know, when are you going to wean them? If you don't, then it's like, well, you know, that's bad for the baby, blah, 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 blah. I know, like there's always a hater. There's always yeah. haters. There's always always criticism. You can never do it right. And it's, it's such a, um, you know, and again, I think for the most of us, most of us mothers, we love being mothers. We love our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the, you know, the most important thing that we do in our lives, but the identity of a mom and mom as, you know, uh, mom as your home company, CEO of Momville, it's a very toxic, highly competitive market, you know, and bless you if you feel like you got to spend a lot of money on like birthday parties and you're going to judge the takeaway bags from other kids birthday parties if you're that kind of mom go ahead but it's there's a lot of competition and I feel more like an imposter when I compare myself to other moms I think than when I just kind of turn off that noise and focus on just what works for us in that smaller community you know what works for us what are we doing does this match the ideals and the mission of our family, right? Yeah. Full stop. Not worrying about anybody else. Yeah. I got a little off topic there, but yeah. No, no, you're, you're never off topic on this show. We pretty much, <laughs> everybody knows we, we, we do, we say what needs to be said. Um, and, you know, I think too, a lot of what I try to um, tell a lot of my listeners is think about how you feel and think about your daughter and do you want, you know, cause she's looking at you, she's looking up to you and she's going to grow up. Um, despite our best efforts, we, we grow up to be very similar to our mothers. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And so do you, do you want her following what you're doing? Do you want her following your example or do you want her to see you, you know, being realistic about being about motherhood and about the fact that you still have, you know, other desires of your heart and other dreams, um, and so that's really what we, you know, we talk about is honoring motherhood, mm-hmm. while also realizing that you have dreams on your heart and that those dreams can be realized. And maybe it's not right away. Maybe it's not all in right, you know, right at the beginning, but you can start working on those and you don't have to feel like you have to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and that's I think- a, that's a, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. You're right. You're good. Yeah. Um, I think that that's uh, an important point that you just hit that it's, it's a journey, Mm -hmm. right? Growing your career, being a mom, raising your family, all of these things. It's not something that is just a box that you check, you know, and it doesn't happen right away and that's okay. And you can go at your pace. You can make choices and choosing not to, or choosing no, is a choice. Yeah. And 
a lot of us fall into this trap of feeling like we have to be perfect right away, right? Mm-hmm. We experiment, it doesn't work, we quit. Um, you know, or things don't happen because we set arbitrary timelines. But, you know, you mentioned having a, a recipe business thing. And when you were asked about it, you're like, mm, no, I have this other project I have to work on. That's taking a pause. I didn't forget about it. It's right. still something that I'd like to pursue, but now is not a good time. It's going to go backlog. And I think yeah. that that prioritization and that, that not taking too much on yourself and giving you the space um, is a really healthy way of looking at the operations uh, of your life, really, mm-hmm. um, both for parenthood, but also, you know, the other things that maybe we ignore where, you know, um, our, our physical health. I don't know how many other mothers I've heard out there that they're like, man, I put on 30 pounds since having the kids because I'm eating their leftover macaroni and cheese and I'm exhausted and all that type of stuff well, why are you exhausted? Do the dishes really have to get done right now? Or can you ask your, you know, kid, older kid to do it or your husband to do it or wait and go for a run? Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's the ability to do that, but we just take so much on ourselves because we are the boss. We are in charge, all that type of stuff that uh, we burn out really, really easy due to all of the responsibility and not really establishing a timeline that works for us or boundaries in what we can and cannot do. Well, and, and, and that's the super mom myth right mm-hmm. there, what you're, you know, and that's the episode yep. uh, that, you know, you were, you're speaking on. That's mm-hmm. the super mom myth that mm-hmm. we, you know, um, well, I'm in charge, I'm running everything. And so I'm, you know, I must do all these things. Mm-hmm. And to the detriment of myself, the martyr role, um, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, cool. You're a martyr. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to get out of it? Yeah. Yeah, What are you getting out of that being a martyr? Um, And so, yeah, I think you're right that, you know, we have to step back and kind of realize like, okay, you can, you know, if you're sitting up there and you're 30 pounds heavier than you want to be, you're exhausted, you don't even have the energy to play with your kids, even if you, you know, were so inclined. Like, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Um, you know, and your kids do not need to be 100% um, activated at all times. You know, like, they really don't. I know we we feel that way. We feel like we want them to be you know, completely engaged in everything at all times. Um, and we feel like if we fail, you know, fail to do that, we're failing them. But, you know, like I, I work out um, at least five days a week and I do a half hour. I have my little active by Pop Sugar app on my Roku. <laughs> and my son knows when he hears, usually the girl's name is Allie and she starts, which is funny, her name is Allie. Um, she starts talking. He, he goes, oh, okay, mom's working out. He knows her voice and he knows that I'm working out. And what's funny is he'll sit there in the chair and watch me work out. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, you know, it's like in, enjoyment for him. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is entertainment. Um, he'll watch me work out. And then he knows when I'm done working out, he, get, he literally, and this is how, this is how well I've got my son trained. He will get me a glass of wine. He will. Um, he'll say like, <laughs> oh, he'll go, dad, can you get mom a glass of wine now? She finished her workout. <laughs> 
I'm like, yes, my man. That's, that's A plus skills right there. Yeah, like my man, you know, because I, I had said, I was like, well, um, I like wine and mm-hmm. I like to work out. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to make, whether or not I get a glass of wine that day, the condition of working out, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, so I can work out and I then I can get that. a glass of wine. So he knows like, oh, mom did her workout. Dad, get her some wine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like, and that's okay. Like your kids know. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. The first, when I first started working out at home, cause usually I go to the gym, but obviously mm-hmm. COVID's not a thing. Yep. Um, that's not a thing anymore. I, I started working out and he didn't get it. He was talking to me. I'm like dying. You know, I can't. <laughs> He's asking me, you know, where his other sandal is. And mm-hmm. it took about a week for me to be like, Alex, when you see me working out, that is mommy's time. Go do something with yourself. Like you mm-hmm. gotta, like you gotta give me 25, 30 minutes so yeah. that I can feel better. I can ha- be energized. I can be healthier and we can then go on about our business. And he learned like, yeah, at first it was a minute. It was annoying. Cause I was like, okay, dude, do, what do I look like? Do I look like I'm like in shoe finding mode right now? But it was good because, you know, it took about a week and then he was like, oh, okay, well this is mom's time. And then he thought it was funny and he started watching me work out. <laughs> One time last week he was eating popcorn. He was sitting yeah. there eating popcorn in the chair, watching me work out. I'm like, you want to join me? Nah. Like, okay. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> this is my entertainment. Yeah. Um, you know, but, and I think that's part of it too, is that we're like, oh, our kid's going to, my kid's going to bother me while I try to do this. Or my kids are going to bother me while I try to do this. Yeah. Probably when you're starting that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. yeah. They probably right. will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you have to be, you know, consistent and you have to, you know, okay. So, you know, you want to work out or, you know, you want, you have something that you want to do, then mm-hmm. do some homework on the front end, figure out some mm-hmm. activities. So, okay. When mommy's working out, um, here's your coloring book. I want you to sit there and color or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and be flexible too. Right. Like right. You, know, you give me so much hope for the future because right now that is not my experience that I'm living, but you're oh, honey, I'm living the, I'm living the fruits of my life. Uh, I know I cannot wait. Uh, it's but wonderful. you know, with a three-year-old it's different, especially yeah. with a, mm-hmm. with mine, it's way different. So as soon as it's the attention's off of him, I hear this little, <laughs> yeah, you know, like something know, terrible has happened. You know, <laughs> or if it's it, like when my house is silent, Oh God. That's when the danger starts, right? So the other yeah. day there was toothpaste decorating my walls. <gasps> oh. oh. They're yeah. clean now though. They're clean. Yeah, they're super clean and uh, blue and sparkly. So that's great. Yeah. Um, but you know, so, but again, adapt and move forward, right? Yeah. So you know, if you need to have, I love using workout as an example. If you need to have a workout, what we've done lately is that is my son's time to be on FaceTime mm-hmm. with grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And he plays monster trucks with grandma and grandpa. And sometimes it works. Sometimes my phone's sitting there, but grandma and grandpa know that they need to say, they need to yell into the phone to let me know that he is off somewhere doing something else. Right. 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 We adapt, we move forward, we go ahead find him another activity and then go back to the workout. Right. It does not mean it stopped just because it got disrupted and moving that into the world of being an entrepreneur, you know, it's okay if you don't have the answers right now. Right. It's okay if you don't have the skills or the knowledge to do the marketing, right? But outside of just asking friends of friends if they need your services or if they know who somebody who does. Networking is huge. Referral traffic is huge. Um, if you don't know how to design a website, that's okay. Like, you know, you can either find somebody who does or you can learn about it and apply it 
to what you need to do. Like there's so many ways to say no that you have to make a choice to go and say, yes, yes, this is something that is important to me that I am going to find time in my life to do it. And I understand what I'm going to be willing to sacrifice in order to get it done. Yeah. And, and that's really, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Um, you have to make choices. Life is about Mm -hmm. choices. And so what are your choices? Uh, and you, and you could choose to not do it. That's actually a choice. Like you said, it's a choice to be like, Mm -hmm. no, um, that's a choice and that's okay. But you have to remember that there's something, you know, as my, my mom would always say, yeah, but there's something to go with that. You know, if mm-hmm. you make that choice, then you have to be okay with the fact that, um, you know, X, Y, Z may not happen for you. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine, you know, or maybe that's the choice that you make for the season of your life and saying, okay, in three years, I'm going to regroup and, and this, this, it might be more feasible. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can mm-hmm. be, you know, baby steps. There mm-hmm. can be disruptions. There can be, you know, times when you're inconvenienced, but you still keep, you know, plugging, yeah. you know, you, you, plugging you, away. Fighting at it. And also when opportunities do come up, that you jump on them. Yes. Right. Yes. You jump on them. Even if you're not a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. uh, you do it anyway. Now mm-hmm. there's an interesting statistic out there. Um, you know, it, relating back to, to what I do. Um, you know, one thing that I help my clients with is actual, uh, job applications and job hunting and women only apply for jobs that they are 90 to hundred percent qualified for from the job description. I get it. I, yeah. Men, <laughs> Men apply for jobs that they are at least 60% qualified for. Like, I've heard of that. I'll apply. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That is absolutely true. In the people that I have hired, men and women, um, all different origins and and, uh, ethnicities and, and sexual orientations and things like that, that is always always consistent that That's the crazy. women are very like, yes, I dot my I's and cross my T's. I am, I knew exactly what I was getting into and all of my work has to be perfect. And they are the ones that are most likely that when they're in a coaching session, either with their boss or, you know, outside of that with a mentor, whatever, it's always, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What am, what am I doing wrong? What can I be doing more of all that type of stuff? How do I grow? I, I we're, they're always looking to grow, but from a negative light. Whereas, yes. a, whereas a, a, usually the men will come in and they'll say, okay, so I'm doing good, right? Did you see th- this awesome thing that I did? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? And it's just this interesting dynamic of women always self-criticizing, always wanting to do that improvement, um, kind of to their own detriment. And so yeah. they're less likely to take those shots again. And I think it's kind of that confidence of like, when you're a woman, you fail and you carry that failure for you forever. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you're a man, you have a lot more forgiveness um, because you kind of expect to fail. And I think that we're wow. set up like that um, from, from a, a young age and it's just kind of reinforced from there. But it's interesting to see that um, within my own world of work and to kind of work with women to, to get around that, yeah. to get around that and to be able to say, no, 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 
I will figure it out. Yeah. I have confidence in myself because I am a skilled, dedicated, smart person that can do this. I figured out how to be a mom without mm-hmm. any instructions and my house isn't on fire. I have some pretty good kids. That means that you are really, really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so applying it to an entrepreneurship, whatever that might end up being, uh, I think that that's, you know, if you take the same aptitudes that you have as developing and running your household and you apply it to a business and a way to earn money, you're going to be fine. You just yeah. have to give yourself those allowances. Yes. I, I often tell my husband, I remind him that we are all alive and um, that <laughs> everybody is fed and we're, that's, yeah, those are my, those are my markers for success. Um, we're all alive. The house is still here. So actually, even if the house wasn't still even here, if the house wasn't there, it'd be okay. Yeah. yeah we're, we're alive. That's Fine. actually my main setup is uh, we're, we're, all, we're all alive. So as long as we're all alive, like, I feel like yeah, we did okay. Um, <laughs> So tell me about, so speaking of things that you're working on, yeah. tell me about your book. So this would be probably in that same, uh, in that pile of things that you've been working on. It's not <laughs> happening very, yeah. you know, super fast, light speed, but it's happening. So It's happening. Yeah. It'll probably come out like 2035. Nobody holds their cool. breath. Um, that's cool. It's uh, fine. Yeah. So I'm actually uh, working on a book from this journey of self-discovery. Uh, from the past couple of years. And I've actually, uh, the working title is uh, uh, Broke, Fat, and Tired. Um, Because when I'm looking at my life or what my life was, uh, at some point, you know, all of the inefficiencies, all of the conflict, everything else, my husband and I had wound up there. We had no money, we had no energy, and we were had gained a lot of weight and like it it was just kind of this you know uh this feelings of ineptitude and going through that journey uh of self-discovery you know read a ton of books looked at a lot of different ways to try to circumvent these things um but nobody really talked about how holistic finding that that personal healing and that personal growth and that journey was, it, you know, you can do, if you're broke, you can look at the, you know, Dave Ramsey's of the world or something like that. And they put you on a really great sense of a, a path for improvement. Same for diet books, you know, mm-hmm. uh, any diet plans that you might want to follow or sleep training. You know, I mentioned that I hired somebody to teach my son how to take a nap. There are ways to fix the symptoms. Mm-hmm but it doesn't address the underlying issues. Right. And so when you look at those things, you have to kind of look at your life as a whole big picture. Mm-hmm. And it really digs into, you know, do you understand what your values are, mm-hmm. right? You know, do you understand what's important in your life? Does your, do you have a mission? You know, why you were put on this earth? Does your family, do you, are you intentional about things or do you just kind of react to it? Um, and I think that those are things that we don't really, we never allow ourselves time to give that introspection and life just is kind of a thing that happens to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so broke, fat and tired is kind of laying out that roadmap of understanding why we as individuals and as families work the way we work and then creating mechanisms of how we can actually create that path and that trajectory 
to resolve some of these things in our lives with other tidbits of like being able to say yes and no to things, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, what takes priority, what happens when we fail, um, you know, and, and what we can learn from that and really kind of compiling it together to be at least not necessarily a step-by-step instruction, but a roadmap of how you can get from where you are to where you want to be. Um, because I think we all have these ideal versions of who we are, you know, being that, that uh, Instagram family in their Sunday best in the middle of the field with, <laughs> or in their living rooms with the, the white sofa, but that's not where any of us actually are. Right. Right. And even those people in those pictures, that's not, where that's they not are. where they are either. Right. right I want to tell so you that. Maybe, <laughs> so maybe we come up with some realistic expectations of what our mm-hmm. life's going to be, you know, in four to five categories. Uh, and I'll even talk about my own, um, you know, uh, the things that I really want to do is that I do want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I do want to put my family first. I do want to focus on my fitness. I do want us to be uh, financially, not necessarily even wealthy, but financially solvent. Right. Um, and also community. Uh, we want to grow our community and, and have a network and a wealth of friends. Those are things that are important to me. Luckily, those are things that are also very important to my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at our day-to-day lives, we are not living those truths. Right. It was way out of whack. So now putting those things together piece by piece. We did this. We're continuing to do this. How do we grow next? Right? Yeah. Um, so that's the framework for it. Broke, fat, tired. Look for it at uh, Amazon in 2035. I'm saying so coming at you. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll right be, about uh, the time really we get out. Right around the time we get out for COVID, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once, uh, you know, geez, we'll be old ladies by then. Uh, we were talking before this podcast about how the past uh, two months have felt about like four years and also yeah. like three days at the same time. <laughs> yeah. I, that paradox is I'm still coming to grips with that, but that's literally how I feel is like, it's been um, all the time and none of the time at the same time. And I'm not quite sure how, but there you go. It's one of those mysteries of life. Um, so before we go, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to have, have this conversation with you really fast because I yeah. ask my listeners every, um, I mean, sorry, I ask my guests and my listeners know this, that I ask my guests to share something interesting about themselves. And Allison, I have to say you did not disappoint. So if you could, um, tell us about your Fiji experience. I think everyone <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will get a good kick out of this because, um, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> way back when my life was way more interesting, um, <laughs> uh, I had taken um, a trip to I. I studied abroad in Australia uh, for a year, and on the way back, I actually had a layover in Fiji, which was beautiful, and it was a great choice that I made. Um, and I was there for about a week. And on my second to last day, I had stayed at a, um, I had stayed at a, a, a hostel that was actually on a separate island from the main island. So they actually took you out by boat and you got to stay in there. And it was a little bit not the greatest hostel, but where you slept in bunks and stuff. Um, there was another one that was like fantastic. It was like a four-star resort. So then going to this one, I was like, ugh. Um, anyway, um, but coming back on the boat, I had, um, my luggage had gone missing. 
my, my suitcase, my backpack with my laptop, all that type of stuff. It was not in the drop zone where it was supposed to be. And so I went to report <laughs> that to, to some authorities that my, my luggage was gone. It was missing. It had been stolen. And because of language barriers and accents, they thought that I was admitting to stealing luggage. Oh no. Oh my God. And so before I knew what was happening, I had my hands in handcuffs and I was in the back of actually like a golf cart. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's in the back of this I mean, golf cart because it was Fiji, and I was put into like this detaining cell. Luckily, it was empty, concrete, oh <laughs> with like a little window with bars and stuff. And I spent like the whole afternoon there um, until they could get somebody from the American, uh, like an American representative, to come over um, to actually talk to me as an American citizen about what had happened. And so they came in. I told them the situation, and they were just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> And oh so I got released. But the funny thing is, as I was walking out of the police department, I kid you not, there was my suitcase and my backpack that had been <laughs> lost. The, they had lost it on the thing, uh, at, the, uh, at the hostel and it had never been picked up. And so they took it to the, the like, tourist lost and found. Oh and I was like, gosh. that's it, that's it, that's right there. I had my passport, my laptop. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, so for a little while, oh I was detained for stealing my own luggage in Fiji. Oh my God, it's a very Bridget Jones <laughs> moment, I feel like. Um... <laughs> Oh my yeah, gosh. It was, um, yeah. And so as I was walking, they were just like, just, just don't go anywhere tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to the airport and that is it. Yeah. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Love you yeah. all. Thank you. <laughs> but for other than that, it was beautiful. Uh, excellent country. Uh, did some, some backpacking there. Um, met some really lovely people that are still uh, friends on Facebook and, and what mm -hmm. have you. Um, it was just, it was awesome. Awesome experience, except for that one thing. Yep. That time you got arrested. It's fine. Except for that time that, not arrested, detained. Yeah, detained. I you like know. that better. That's a better way to say it. I was detained. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, they, they, the best part is that they legitimately thought you just rolled up and was like, I stole some stuff. Uh, yeah. You know? I, don't, I don't know <laughs> what kind of criminals they have or what people get up to when they're on holiday, but yeah, they just, um, I just feel like telling y'all. Yeah, some stuff. I just felt real, real guilty about the crimes I committed. So <laughs> I, I don't have come clean. I don't have the things I stole. Um, I just want to let y'all know I, I did it. I just want to let you guys know I did it. So mm -hmm. um, that's amazing. Well, listen, thank you so. <laughs> That's awesome. I read that and I was like, what? <laughs> um, but listen, that's, and that, and see, this is what, and I want to, I want to, I want to yell at you for one thing you said back when your life was way more interesting. No, I, my life is actually yeah, very interesting. I was going right to say, now. I would posit that it's very interesting um, <laughs> at all times. And it's really the, what the world says is interesting versus, you know, what is actually interesting don't necessarily coincide with one another, but I would posit that your life is very interesting. And I think yes, that no. it's, uh, yeah, right. So what I'm going to tell you, you know, is <laughs> like, yeah, that, I thought that was so cool. And I was like, really? Like who gets detained? Like, and, and you guys, you should see Allison. Like she's like the sweetest woman, like the most, un like, so when you say like she was detained in Fiji, like you look at her and you're like, what? Like who even? You tell me I don't look like a hardened criminal. Yeah. You do not look like the <laughs> people that, you know, when you think of people who are detained someplace, um, you, you don't fit the bill. I'll say, I'll say that. 
fact. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think that's funny that, you know, you were, you're hardened. Um, your, your days, is your, yeah, your my, half a my day. life with crime. There yeah, it is. There it is. It's your, listen, listen, <laughs> you've, you've risen above it. And I got on. out of Fiji. Yeah. You I got out home. of Fiji. You came home and everything was fine. Um, yeah. I even graduated college that year. See? You did, you did something with yourself. No. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Let's get off of here. So thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Um, she will be back. She's going to come back to talk to us about something else. We realized we had, um, we were talking back and forth and preparing for her to be on the show and we realized we had actually had two topics that mm. we wanted to discuss. So she will be back later on, um, probably next month, if not the month after that, um, to discuss her second topic, which I'm not going to share with you today. So now you have to be on the lookout. <laughs> it's a secret. Um, it's a secret. We're building suspense. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so if you want to learn more about Allison and what she does, visit affordablecareerconsulting.com and Allison can help you start the journey towards your dream job, or she can help you figure out like, okay, I want to start something. How, what do I do? What do I need to focus on? Like I said, in you know, um, at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to share all of the notes for this episode, which will include all of her social media information and everything like that will be in the notes for this episode so that you can find her um, and you can share anything that she, you know, all the, cause she's, she dropped some like amazing knowledge. So um, find her, share this episode, share her and everything that she does with, with the mamas in your life. Um, and before we go, do you have anything else that you'd like to share with the mamas who are listening, Allison? Um, yeah. You know, I just want to encourage everybody who's listening. Like if you guys have an inkling of that you have a calling and that you have something that you want to do, especially since we're an entrepreneur May, you know, pick the brains of all of these moms on the show, pick the brains of Danny and, and myself. Uh, we walked that walk. We can help you through, but it is so amazing to go on the adventure of starting your own business and to, to really do that. So, you know, just, just really think about it, reach out, build your community. I'm so excited to be part of this community that you're building Danny. And I wish the best of luck to everybody out there. Well, thank you. We, and we all need luck. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much. I appreciate that. You know, and like I said, thanks for being the first guest on the podcast leg of, you know, mom business may. And if you want to join the group that we are talking about, if you're hearing mom business may, um, and you're like, wait, what, huh? I want to be in that. It's not too late to join us over on Facebook. You can go to Danny Carter, com slash M B M 2020. So that's M B M. And then, then like the year 2020, to join the group and enrollment is going to be open until Saturday at midnight. The reason I'm cutting it off on this Saturday at midnight. So it'll be Saturday. I'm terrible with dates. Uh, let's see. Saturday, the, I'm looking at the calendar on my computer right now. Ninth. Uh, the ninth. Okay. So Saturday, the ninth at midnight. So it'll be like 1159 to make everything easier, you know, um, because the things that we are doing in the group are are they're a pyramid and it's built up to like kind of the peak. So you have, we're right now we're starting in the foundational stuff. So you can do that. You can hop in right now and still be able to join us. But once we get past Saturday, you're going to, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard to catch up. Um, it's not to say I would never offer this again. Um, it will happen again, but this is, you know, 
get in by Saturday so that you can be a part of this. And it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited to see what, ha what comes out of this. Um, so Allison, I thank you so much for being a part of this as well and for offering your expertise and for sharing your, you know, being transparent and sharing your story. Um, so I'm going to end today's show with just, you know, being really excited about the future. I know that there are a lot of reasons to be not excited or to be nervous or anxious, but I think that, um, there are a lot of things to also be super excited for. So thank you, Allison, for being on the show. Thank you everybody for listening. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Hi. I'm Danny Carter Iddens, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and the founder and creator of Taking Back You. The month of May is so special for moms, and this May should be no different. And mama, you are facing a unique opportunity right now. This is the perfect time to get started on that dream business that you always wanted to start, or to level up the business that you've started but haven't had the time to grow. And that's why I created Mom Business May. Join me for this free 30-day online workshop that takes you step-by-step step and shows you how to start and grow your own business. And even better, throughout the month, I'll be joined by an amazing group of mom bosses whose main goal is to help you make your entrepreneurial dreams your reality. Just think, by this time next month, you could have the beginnings of a great business on your hands. Claim your spot by visiting facebook.com slash groups slash mombusinessmay2020 or visit dannycarteridens.com for more information. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear from seasoned mom bosses every week in May. This May is going to be one for the books, and I can't wait to get started. Thanks so much for listening. For more information on Taking Back You and the Taking Back You Momcast, visit us at takingbackyou.com. From there, you'll be able to follow us on social media, listen to past episodes, and learn all about the mission of Taking Back You. Be sure to subscribe to get future episodes. And from all of us at Taking Back You, thank you so much for your support.